Hello, my name is Marie. And I'm Brendan. And this is Kobayashi Marie, a podcast for the movie I looking at things Star Trek, and specifically for this season, Picard. It is. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. I'm all right, but creeping towards the end of the series. I know, it's getting a little bit sad, also confusing, and I have lots yes. of questions. Oh, really? I have a question. Yes, I have a question for you before we even go any further. I don't usually ask this, but did you like this episode? Um, did I, like, I don't even know if I've thought about whether I liked it or not. <laughs> um, I think, if I think about it now, I think I would have liked it. Again, it kind of had original series film to me. Going down to a planet, the first contact, uh, oh. some of the colours of the plants. Um, yeah. The kind of interaction. There was a few throwbacks, I thought, to the original series. So in an original series sense, yeah. I think I quite like the atmosphere around it. Yeah. And of course, it wasn't concluded in episode. Um, so um, it didn't have that precise episodic feel of the original series. Um, yeah. But, but yes, I think I did. I think okay. I did. Yeah. I, should I infer that you didn't? Well, I, I struggled a little bit in the same way. And this is what makes me hopeful, though, is that when I first watched uh, Avengers Infinity War, mm. um, it set up so much with no resolution because it was part one. And I came out of Avengers Infinity War and thought, oh, I don't know how I felt about that. I felt a bit of a letdown, I felt a bit about it. And it left too much up in the air. Yeah. And so many things to be pulled together by the end of it. Now, we only have to wait a week for um, part two of this. With yeah. Endgame, it was a year. But then we saw Endgame and it was brilliant and everything was in perspective and everything was t- tied up. And yeah. it, if it achieves that in part two, I will be happy. But I just feel a little bit like, oh. Yeah, I think it was bitty in that sense. It jumped around. There was a lot yeah. of short conversations. Um, and it didn't even end on a cliffhanger, really. Not a massive one. No. Not well, you know, the Romulans are only a day away. Yeah, but we've um, known that since the very start of the episode. So. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, yeah. And I don't think everything will get resolved either. Um, no, it won't. No, I don't, I don't. I don't need everything to be resolved. I just felt like. They'd, and, well, we'll talk about it, but they'd kept introducing even more things. And we've had a lot of things introduced that we now need them to get to the conclusion without chucking in new characters and and other things. Anyway, we'll yeah. see where it goes. And I might be eating my words this time next week, which I'd be happy if that's the case. So. <laughs> okay. But it just felt like I just have to say that. I think it's the first episode where I've actually thought, huh. Anyway. I must just watch it on a very, very superficial level. Then. <laughs> no, I don't think you do. I don't think you do. I, I just... It, it, it's what it is. <laughs> okay. Okay. So let's, uh, let's, shall we start with the pre Okay. Yes. Well, this week, episode nine of 10, I'm in a comfy chair. Oh, this are you now? I have. I don't know why I've perched on the bedside table for eight weeks up to this point. And this week I've now decided to move. So it's, it feels much more relaxed already. Oh, so for right. episode nine. Oh, and I, I didn't say, didn't say spoilers. Beg your pardon. Oh, spoilers, yes. everyone. Okay, you've been warned, you've been warned. Yep. Okay, et in Arcadia Ego. 
part one. Yes. Part one. Which means? Which means, literally means, with my very basic Latin, literally means, and I am in Arcadia. Um, but if you look, if you look it up, you get lots of art references to it. People painting, like, you know, hundreds of years ago, painters painting things about it. And it is really, the I is quite often taken to mean that it's death speaking. So, and in Arcadia or Utopia or Paradise or whatever, there am I with the implication being that death is always there. You can't ever escape it. Um, there were a couple of references to, you know, things like that throughout the episode as well. So. Yeah. And there's not that many um, episodes that have Latin titles. The odd one, like one of Discoveries did, um, which was if you are looking for peace, prepare for war or something. It was. Right. OK. So perhaps not dissimilar Please. either. Oh, I can't remember. I should have anyway, so there's not many. So, yeah. So that's oh. the title. Right. OK. So that's clear then. Yeah. Um, right. So uncharacteristically, we start in the present day with Agnes under a table. <laughs> descent towards Soji's home planet. Please make um, it stop. Please make it stop. Please make it stop. Yeah. Whilst Soji, Picard and Rio seem to be enjoying the ride from what I can see. Quite happy, just jumping up and down. Uh, they arrive through the Transwarp Conduit network at Soji's homeworld, Capelius. Um, maybe an interesting reference there in the, the name of the planet. Um, for those of us very, very familiar with the world of ballet, of course, <laughs> uh, classical music, um, a story of a boy falling in love with a doll. Yes. Uh, so uh, there we are. And the, and then it's like Frankenstein as well, isn't it? The person who creates the doll is Dr. Capelius. Mm-hmm. That's right. Who turns out to be the evil one. Yes, the mad scientist. Yeah. Yeah. And in, indeed, we'll, we'll talk about him later, won't we? Oh, we might. <laughs> <laughs> but the <spoilers>, of course. <laughs> uh, they seem to have got through unscathed, no sign of the Romulan ship, until shortly uh, there's a sign of the Rom- Romulan ship, and battle ensues. Um, it appears to be disabled, and a moral, ethical discussion takes place between Picard and Sodi about the difference between killing an attacking enemy or watching a wounded one die. She wants him to die, doesn't she? Well, she's probably got different drivers, I think, mm. to Picard at the moment, knowing who's on board that ship. Yeah. And indeed, she was right. It turned out to be a trick. He used his little cloaking device, tipped up behind them again. And just before he could strike, the Borg cube appears. <laughs> That's unexpected. That was, yeah. <laughs> that was unexpected. And it only just fit through that transwarp drive as well, from what I could see. <laughs> well, I guess the transwarp drives have been made specifically for a Borg cube. Well, you would have thought so, but then you wouldn't have made it that snug, would you? Unless it helps to help them out, I don't know. Think about tube trains, London Underground. There's not much space outside them. They fit through the tube. But they're still the same shape as the tube. That's that's true. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. (laughs) Merely an observation. Indeed, and a valid one. Yes. (laughs) Um, Then, as you'd expect, five giant orchids appear. So orchids again. Almost inevitably, five giant orchids appear. 
latch onto each ship and drag them towards the planet's surface. Now, uh, do you think that's what they were doing? Were they trying to cushion the fall? Or were... What was going on there? Or were they attacking them? Because it destroyed the... All the systems were down. It did. So, I don't know if that was just a result of the fall, because the same didn't happen to the Borg cube. Right. Their well, power was still on, and La Serena's power had gone. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if it was to cushion it. It didn't seem like an, an, an act of violence. Um, yeah. I mean, the... Sorry? Yeah. Oh, no, no, you're right. Carry on. I was just saying, maybe it did just protect them through the outer atmosphere. Um, yeah, I hadn't really thought uh, much about that. Yeah, I thought, I guess the first time I watched it, I thought they were under attack, but then yeah. it didn't seem, um, it seemed to just bring them to where, pretty close to where they needed to be. Um, so what's the significance of the orchids then? Because there are... I mean, it's in a weird shape to make something like that. And then, of course, we've got orchids previously in the yeah. soldiers' dreams and things. And it's just like, what? Hmm. Yes, I don't know quite what the significance of those being orchid-shaped is, unless it's just the predominant shape of Capelius. Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe, maybe just like just, the shape. Just a thematic device. It must be more complicated to make something like that, though. Yeah, you would think. Yeah, but but he's got time, you know, to make these things, so he puts <laughs> his heart and soul into it. That said, once they're through the atmosphere, Picard seems to have gone into some kind of trance state, mm. and as he's coming around, he seem he thanks everyone for coming. <laughs> what is there more to that <laughs> than I'm seeing at the moment? Uh, I don't know. I mean. And obviously he's a bit shaken and something's not right. But yeah. um thank you all thank you all for coming. Yeah, thanks for coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a lovely evening and uh, nice to yeah, see you all again. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So post titles we stay with Picard. We yeah. are in his dreams with him, uh, dreaming of his past, and he opens his eyes to see Agnes hovering over him. Which can't be the most welcome sight given the last time she hovered over someone in a sick bed. I'd forgotten about that. <laughs> it didn't end well. <laughs> but she tells him they've reached the surface safely, but also that scanning him for signs of injury with an old school medical tricorder. Old tricorder, yeah. Um, she hoped the tricorder might be malfunctioning, otherwise he's very ill. Mm. Uh, so he coughs to his ailment. And then, indeed, they go to the bridge and explain it to everyone. The prognosis is terminal. There's no treatment. But he doesn't want to be treated um, like a patient. And no one is to speak of it anymore. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's it. That's final. That's it. That's it. Yeah. So, so she changes the subject. Mm-hmm. Talks a bit about a hometown and a people, saying how curious and friendly they'll be, like data. Rios is a little more unsure as he thinks dragging them out of space without discussion shows a little less restraint and respect than Soji suggests. Um, and with a day's head start, Picard reckons they've just got to get going. Yeah, they do. And what I thought was interesting here was that they made a point of saying that the ship is structurally intact. And I thought, yeah, that's important for a getaway later, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. It's I think so. Be. No power, but structurally intact. 
Yeah, so that somebody can get the power back online. Yeah, sounds a bit like me. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rafi packs a gun, saying that they might need it in case they run into some homicidal fungus um, or someone's asshole Romulan X. Or a reptilian, a homicidal reptiloid, as was another one. Oh, was it? Oh, right. A reptiloid, yeah. which did kind of hint at gone. Um, yes. Those months, and that was that kind of dry planet as well, but um, I don't think so. And I wondered if the fungi was some fungus, was some reference to because the mycelial network in Discovery was fungal, wasn't it? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that was any was supposed to be a reference to it or not. But didn't right. I? No. No, I just liked um, the idea of um, of Narek now not being a hot Romulan. He's now described in terms of homicide <laughs> fungus, and we all know who they're talking about. <laughs> so that yeah. kind of worked for me. Yeah, uh, no, I liked that, definitely. Yeah. Contrary to all horror genre, the crew decide to stay together rather than splitting up. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, head towards the cube, hoping that Elnor and Hugh might have survived. Yeah, because um, she said, Rafi says, Synthville is the other director. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Um, and she she says, Hugh was my friend too. And I just thought of Data claiming Geordie as his friend so many times. Mm. Um, yeah. 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 So they all see Elnor and Hugh as friends, really. Yeah. Isn't it? Concerned, so they set off as a group to try and see what's happened to their former um, crew members. And an interesting landscape, those blue and red trees. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't know. That's probably some valley in California or something that that they usually use. I I don't, and that they've done a bit of colouring on. Yeah. Um, The red trees, they reminded me a little bit of them. Pohutakawa, which are New Zealand trees that you tend to only get in New Zealand, um, but they weren't. But they looked a bit like that. Um, but I've no, I don't know where that was. I didn't get around to checking up, unfortunately. No, but it was a distinctive landscape. Yeah, but no known reference to earlier series anyway. I just wondered the colours were. Well. That landscape looked quite reminiscent. But anyway, mm. they arrive at the cube. Uh, Picard is recognised as Locutus, which every um, time someone says that, it just Makes me think. Oh. Yeah. Although you think he'd be getting used to it by now. <laughs> Just, yes, yes, yes. Uh, but thankfully, cutting short his discomfort, Elnor arrives, leaping across the room like a child to greet him. Ah, uh, oh, big hugs. Yes, confirming that Picard is actually alive, as is he, of course. Yes, of course. Uh, but genuine, uh, genuinely pleased to see him again. Yeah. I think kind of innocence and naivety. Uh, is brought to the surface again there. Uh, and then Seven appears too, and of course they didn't know that Seven was on board. That's right. Her tune, they, we get a little bit of the Voyager tune as she kicks the Romulan off that. Ah, oh, I missed that. Yeah. yeah. It was very subtle, yeah. yeah. Top of the game, having the time of her life, kicking Romulans around <laughs> the deck. She's clearly enjoying herself. She is, definitely. <laughs> I think. Um, so she and Picard then have a little chat about her time as the Borg Queen, um, how connected she felt 
uh, and through that saw La Sirena and the new, had the conduit yeah. and the direction of travel. So she'd opened a new conduit and followed them. Did you? I was a bit disappointed that we didn't get a bit more of that. It, it was just a very much walk and talk a few seconds, whereas when they'd parted, the last thing she'd said to him was the every damn day of my life conversation. Yeah. But if anyone yeah. would understand what she's just been through, reconnecting herself and then de- disconnecting herself, that should, I still can't believe that hasn't had some lasting effect on her. And I would have thought there would have been a little bit more conversation with the only other person who could have understood that. With yeah. The car. I wonder how much of this gets lost in the edit, though. Um, oh. Because yeah. the, I'm sure there's a lot more written. Well, just as you've said, you could you would imagine there'd be a lot more written about the interplay mm-hmm. between Picard and Seven, given the experience that they'd had. And I just wonder if it becomes a practicality in the series that they just can't keep it all in. Now, we might say there's other things that could have gone, um, but maybe those kind of conversations are just too slow for the storyline. Um, but yeah. I'm sure, there's more, you know, you're right. I think there's more to that um, than they've than they've given us. Mm. Yeah, I do yeah. agree. Uh, Picard wondering what they did. They said to Hugh to turn such a gentle soul to violence. Uh, Do you remember him being violent? Um, I'm just trying to go back through. Now you've mentioned it. I think he, he might he might have got a little bit cross. Well, yeah, he with information, uh, and then he was upset when they killed um, the other XBs. But I don't remember any sense he of didn't, he, he didn't really have chance, actually. No. Came, Narissa came at him and Elmore almost straight away. So yeah. maybe he missed a bit out of the editing there as well. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, I understood the kind of gentle soul reference, but not, not the violence in him. Yeah. Uh, but once they're there, because the power is on, um, Rafi and Rios um, established that there's 218 Romulan warbirds on the way. Okay, so they only got... have to worry about the first 109 now. That's right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nevertheless, they're still going to have to get a move on. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, so, the rest of the crew are chatting separately. It looks like Agnes has spilt the beans over Picard's health. No one uh, has, but she shook her head. She denied it. Well, I don't know. I think I thought that was recognition that she can't keep her trap shut. <laughs> that could be yeah. right. It was just a look between Picard and Girati, Uh And I think they knew what had gone on. Oh, right. Um, oh, OK, yeah. Let's see. Again, yeah. again, Elnor wants to protect Picard, but he says that Elnor's role now is to protect the XBs. You know, again, seeing someone else as in more need or having a, a greater lost cause. Um and again, you know, not quite thrown away, um, but the goodbye to Elner and Seven, recognising they might never meet again. Mm. Um, Seven tells Picard to keep on saving the galaxy, and he says, well, that's all on you now. Thus setting up the recent yet long-hoped-for spin-off series. Wow, Fenris Rangers and yeah. Elnor. And Elnor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dear me, that would be so good to have a Seven. 
spin-off of, with Fenris Rangers. Oh, Fenris, I Fenris, yeah. yeah. I would like that. I would yes. like that. But, the, but Elnor is turning into, I mean, I love him, but he's turning into one of these characters that you can just flip it. Because he doesn't have much agency himself because he's so naive. It's just like, well, we need him here and then we need him there and we'll just send him wherever. Yeah. And when, I don't know. Yeah, anyway. well, yes, yeah, and we don't know quite. Maybe is that the last we see of them in this this series? Surely no, not. I suspect not. I suspect not. Um, so maybe Elnor will yet have his place in the firmament. <laughs> I think. I think. Um, so we're moving now towards Soji's hometown. It's beautiful. Station, it's peaceful. Yeah. Semi-naked men playing football, which seems to be the kit. Uh, Rios <laughs> had the same outfit. When he was having a kick around on board the ship. Oh, that's true. Yes, you're yeah. right. Yeah. Butterflies flit around and people calmly play what might have been three-dimensional chess. Oh, I think it definitely was. Yeah, I think yeah. it's definitely a reference to that. Yeah. And I think this was the, these were images where you were saying before, they did feel very, very original series. Yeah, the, I thought so. The cut of the garments, the colour of the garments. and the, Yeah, very, very much so. Yeah, yeah. Very much so. Uh, sisters, twins, uh, greet the party with their data type eyes. Yeah. So they're um, all, they are all, so last week I was trying to think, is everybody going to look like Soji? And we didn't quite get that. We got no. lots of twins. Yeah. In various stages of development. But, um, yeah, so they didn't all look like Soji at least. No, they didn't. They didn't. That would have been a bit of a job, wouldn't it? It would have. But they would have managed it. We have numerous Rioses, don't we? We uh, do. And it, so I suppose the choice was, do we do lots of Sojis or do we set about casting as many twins as we can find? Yeah. <laughs> Which is essentially what they did. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Now, they recognise Soji immediately. And she, her, she, them, or she, her. Yeah. Um, so she knows Arcana's name. Arcana recognises Soji. And also Picard without introduction. Yeah. How, how is this happening? Well, and even before, Soji said, oh, yeah, we call it Capelius. Well, three episodes ago, it was just a planet with a number and not a name, and she didn't know what it was. Where is all this information appearing from? It's just emerging, isn't it? She's she's remembering. She's remembering. Um, <laughs> not forgetting. She, yes, as she gets closer to the planet. Uh, mm. Now, if they're all derived from a... Neuron of datas, they'll all have some shared memory, won't they? Yeah, yeah, presumably. So maybe that's how they all know each other, maybe. Yeah. Um, and, uh, neatly enough, um, she's introduces, she introduces Picard as data's captain. Yes. Um, so obviously that they do know the backstory and him. And that, uh, yeah. Grown up with that, presumably. And then Arcana says to Shoj, asks Shoj Soji if she's completed her mission. And she says yes. She says, yeah. And I'm sitting there going, what mission? What mission? What, so you, is, what are you going on about? How do you know the answers yet? Well, I don't know. Well, then, how does she know she's completed her mission? What What was it? What? I don't know. I don't, I don't, and how do you know question. the answer? Yeah, how do you know the answer? Question. Yes. What mission? Yes. What is going on about, love? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, so that 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 was very odd. I thought um, 
there seemed to be no explanation of that. Um, before or since, she never knew what she was about. And having arrived there, does that just mean she's now concluded? I don't know. We've asked that question, but I don't know quite what her mission was. Mm. Um, maybe it was just to get home or to bring, hmm, well, the, the fleet of angry Romulans who are chasing them is perhaps, maybe that was part of the mission too. Um, oh, God, right. Huh. And, and again, we come to that later, don't we? Yeah. Um, but uh, but maybe maybe this is all the mission. But again, she didn't quite realise it at the time. Yeah. Well, we'll see, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Carry so, on. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> uh, the next person to arrive is Alton Inigo, not Montea, but Sung. <laughs> uh, looking, uh, in his words, like an old and soft data. Uh, he tells us he's Nunian Sung's son uh, and sends Picard away to refresh himself while they recap on the story of their arrival at Capelia. And cast a shadow on Maddox's methods uh, following the ban. Now, did this not raise a load of questions for you again? So who introduces themselves as a mad scientist? Hello, I am a mad scientist. Yeah. My father had me, but he created data, klaxon, and never let me forget. Why, Why is data never mentioned that he had this other brother before? Hmm. Why, uh, why, why introduce yourself as a mad scientist? Why does he then go on? I'm sorry, questions for like a four year old. And then he makes a point of saying, oh, we were all thirsty, aren't we? And he's up, we organic people get very thirsty. Wink, wink. And Agnes said, I'd ask Soji, what do you do when you're thirsty? I drink. So mm. he's kind of going out of his way to tell everybody that he's not a synth and I do you think he he is Uh, there's something very fishy about him yeah I'll go that far Um, whether or not he's a synth um, could make some sense Um, but we find Yep. Go on. Is there any outside possibility that he might actually be Data's bad brother, Law, the other creation, and that maybe mm. maybe he's been the body is obviously a more advanced version, like Soji is. Yeah. Compared to Sutra. But the contents are not data, but law. Because there's something really weird about that. Yes. And yet, if we jump ahead, he talks to Agnes about mind transfer, doesn't he? Does. Now, if... They can already do that with synth technology because they've created other synths from data's neurons. So if they can do that, why would he be so concerned about 
mind transference into the golem that we'll talk about later. Because that was Maddox's speciality and not his. Oh, right. So he's just lost the, the knowledge around that. Yeah, because Maddox had the knowledge for that. Right. OK. OK. I'm with you. I'm with the you. argument against it is why Data's never mentioned this brother, Alton Inigo, before. Yeah. Uh, but Spock never mentioned Michael Burnham before. So, you know. Yeah. It, it, it's a long story um, <laughs> and just wasn't mentioned. So it could just be that. that. Yeah. But. You know, I just can't answer these questions, don't you? I know, but I, know, but I just like to keep asking them. They've got to be asked. They because have I, to be I'm asked. asking them at the screen while I'm watching it like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Why is he doing that? So I just thought I'll ask them now while someone's listening. Anyway. Yes. Yes, anyway. So whilst they're all having this conversation about how they got where they are, Picard just off refreshing himself like an organic. (laughs) Uh, Sutra, um, Jana's sister, uh, turns up to introduce herself. um, And they then go and join the rest of the crew. Yes. Um, Soji looks a bit uncomfortable. (laughs) Sutra, I think. Um, and Sutra asks Agnes about the day she killed Maddox and her state of mind and starts to, I guess, outline her thoughts at this stage about the admonition, whether it was really intended for the Romulans. Perhaps they've been driving themselves mad for centuries or there's something that wasn't even meant for them to understand. And yet, how come Agnes only just all Agnes does after seeing the admonition was just throw up a bit? Grown-ass Romulans are tearing their faces off. How how does Agnes get away with just feeling a bit sick? I don't know. I don't know that. I mean, who knows? Who knows? Maybe the right. Somebody knows. One of us knows. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but which one? Uh... Um. Fortunately, she studied Vulcan culture and has taught herself to mind meld. Can you do that? Do you not need the Vulcan to teach you? Well, I wouldn't have even known if you could teach somebody else, could you? I don't know if it's... I think a a Vulcan can teach another Vulcan. Yeah. You've seen that, but I don't know that... Unless now, in Voyager, did... um, Did... Their Vulcan, did Tuvok teach, oh, what was she called, that creature that was only three years old? And she worked with Neelix in the sick bay, and I'm so annoyed I've forgotten her name now. But she was a different kind of being, and I think he taught her to mind that, but she was... Oh, right, okay. Well, whether you teach yourself, I don't know. But anyway, she can do it. It's an app she just downloaded for herself. (laughs) Maybe. Well, they can already see whether people are telling the truth or not, can't they? So maybe there is some kind of connection there that they have. uh, And this is an extension of that kind of connectivity. Mm. So we see that story unfold in the mind meld, the evolution of organic and synthetic life. um, The the desire of organics to create something, um, uh, I guess, uh, almost... um, Oh, what's the word I'm reaching for now? 
um, you know, superlative into reaching for perfection. Yeah. Uh, and when they realized that perhaps they started to create perfection, they started to worry about it and then decided to destroy it. Um, <laughs> uh, and um, that there's this realm of higher level level synths ready to come and destroy the galaxies and all living things to continue the development of synthetic life at the expense of organic life that they see as a threat to their existence. So no one else had picked that up, had they? when they'd seen this admonition. Um, no, because I think Sutra saw it more slowly, or we saw it more slowly because she was understanding it more. Yeah. It, it seemed to all happen so quickly. But I just think if these other synthetic life forms are at such a higher level, why are they waiting for a handful of these people on Capelius to send them a signal? Yeah. From a I, beacon they have to build. But <laughs> yeah. It's all a bit... It's getting a bit culty now. Yeah. So I don't again, I don't know whether these questions are ever going to be answered or whether they are just, you know, they're just part of the thing, the thingness of it all. Of course, we've got to send them a signal to tell them that we're in trouble. Otherwise, they would never know. (laughs) I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, fascinating. Fascinating. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we get we get you. We know where you're coming from. Yes. Perfect, perfect. Um, so uh, we move on. Agnes and Inigo Sung discuss life, the universe, and synthetic butterflies. With uh, IKEA light fittings on the ceiling, kind of just, oh, yeah. <laughs> right. just in reference. Yeah, he tells her she owes a great debt to him for killing Maddox, uh, and if she wants to repay that debt, she should come and work for him and help crack mind transfer. So there's a suggestion here that he may, he may not be long for this or any world and needs to transfer his mind, memories and soul into the golem that he's created. Yeah. Which. So he's de- dying or decaying or something. So this he needs to transfer out of that particular form. Yeah. And that's where I picked up that that was Maddox's um, forte. He, he says, his, I do the bodies. So right, yeah. physical forms are his creation. Um, but then that did remind, when it was lying down there, that reminded me of the episode that I mentioned last week of the original series where they spun, spun Kirk yes. into the, yes. so it just for fleetingly put me in mind of that. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so I'm not quite sure where that's going. That's, this is definitely a question mark that, Hanging yeah. over for next week, I think. I think so. I think so. Um, Sutra and Soji then chat about Sutra's plan, presumably for a pan-existence annihilation of all organic life, which is quite a stretch, um, but presumably they can manage it. And uh, isn't given... that what Discovery did? Wasn't that where they were in Discovery, where they were chasing those seven red stars sim- mm. sim- sim- to st- stop the obliteration of everything? Uh, I think you're right, actually. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't think it's the same event. I just think it's the same idea that they've used again. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. But then there are only, what, three stories out there? Yeah, that's true. (laughs) That's true, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And certainly, a few friends with phasers and a dozen orchids are no match for the arriving Romulan freak. Running and hiding is not a long-term solution. Um... 
And at that point, Narek is then synth-handled into the town centre and <laughs> knows exactly who he is. Synth-handled. Uh, yeah, everyone knows who he is as well. Look what the cat dragged in. <laughs> well, and which, of course, is uh, the cat we see next is Spot 2. It is uh, Spot 2, yeah. Yeah. That was uh, Data. I don't know if that was Data's first joke, but it was definitely a joke. Because <laughs> he then explained that this cat is not a spotted cat. So that's why he called him Spot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. And they talk through the plan that Picard has, a plan that we've heard before. Uh, trying to evacuate everyone from the planet before it gets destroyed. Uh, mm, yeah. Uh, Agnes tells him she's going to stay and help Inigo Sung with his work. And she says, don't forget me. So we're all back on this forgetting, remembering thing. Yeah. He says, Agnes P. Girati, you are many things. But I'm not going to forget you. And she says, inolvidable. Which is a Spanish word for unforgettable. Right. So, yeah, still mooching around that forgetting thing. Yeah. Where something... concerned. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely mm. something going on with that. Outside, they're going to get the ship fixed because Arcana gave Rafi a piece of plastic, which Rafi had no idea what it was. But she no, says, no, nobody does. Here, here's something blue. It'll help you fix the ship. It fixes things. I don't think Arcana knew what, how it did it. You've just got to use your <laughs> imagination and it works. Trust. Trust. Really, it. really helpful. That yeah. click, you, it's like the Wizard of Oz, isn't it? Just click your heels together. Yeah. Well, we've talked about those references before, haven't we? Mm. Rafi's unconvinced, as she often is, about these things, um, but then breaks the rules and gives Jael a tearful hug over his impending demise. And thanks him for everything he's done for her, presumably forgetting about the last 14 years when he wasn't in touch at all and did absolutely nothing for it. Um, she tells him she loves him. He's pleased to hear it and pleased to hear that he doesn't have to say it back, but then does. Um, now, do you think she loves him, like loves him? Or, or do you think, do you th- think it's not? No. I- I think she loves him. You think so? Yeah. Oh right. Oh no, I just I just took that as being the kind of that comradeship and everything they'd been through over the years. I think that's how he means it. Yeah. But I've a I have a feeling that and she on the outside would be saying, Yes, of course that's what I meant. Yeah. But, but there was just something and I just thought, Oh, I wonder if she oh, really right. Oh right. Hmm. Which well, would be why she was so annoyed that he'd left her for 14 years. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I suppose she could have got in touch too. Of course she could. But if she's in a huff, you know, a woman scorned. Yeah. For 14 <laughs> years. 14 years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he rushes off, um, brushing away Rios as he approaches to go and contact Starfleet Command over this first contact situation, but can't get through. Uh, and then whilst Narek's been held in this cell, reminiscent, I thought, of the menagerie. You see, so, I didn't yeah. think of that. I was thinking more of when Burnham was trapped on Discovery um, and Sarek had to come and save her with his mind. But you, now you've said that in the menagerie, I think you're right. Yeah. I think it's more like that. Yeah. So I thought I thought there was a few nice little references for me anyway from that, for that, from that original series. Um, 
The saga arcane sister doesn't know how to treat prisoners because they've never had one before. <laughs> um, and she's they have a prison. To... They have that prison room, but no prisoners. Yeah, strange enough. So you know, prepared for all eventualities, <laughs> uh, but haven't got the uh, the policy, the guidebook, the handbook in place. Uh, <laughs> That's so pretty much a... like the government at the moment. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so she's about. Um, to remove the force field um, when Soji arrives. Da, 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 just in time. Yeah. Uh, he tries to explain his actions and that he loves her. The fact that she can tell he's saying the truth only makes him more repulsive to her. Mm. And by extension, she to herself for pitying him. Um, he then turns to threatening her with the inevitability of what's to come in terms of the Romulan invasion and the destruction of the planet uh, and everything on it. But Soji defiantly tells him, oh, no, you won't. Which I think signals her intention to fall in line with Sutra's evil plan. Yeah. Well, we'll yeah, I'm not quite sure how that's going to work out, but I no. think she's definitely weighed up all her options. I think so. And has come down on the side of her fellow synths. Yes, I think so. I think so. Again, there's a there's a there's maybe a way out of this yet, but it may not come through Soji. Mm. Uh, so now in another of the now canon intercut sequences <laughs> yeah they do this don't they <laughs> Picard tries to contact Starfleet again and Soji joins him to talk about how she couldn't originally understand Jurati's ability and desire to kill Bruce mm. but now she's trying to understand the logic of sacrifice um, yeah does that mean does that mean anything I think it might I think it might. Um, yeah. But Picard you know, identifies as a difference in that logic, such as, it, such as it is, depending on which end of the knife you are facing, whether you are the <laughs> sacrificer or the sacrificee, perhaps, um, or both. Or well, both. yeah, that's the other thing. Yes. Hmm. Um, so, intercut again, uh, Sutra relieves saga and removes the force field these just kind of little uh movements here uh short uh sequences to keep uh the narrative going and then picard and Girati discuss her actions questioning whether or not in the moment she believed what she did was right or whether she just considered that she had no choice or was she still under some kind of mind suggestion yeah so that i guess that's what they meant by no choice. Lit, right, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That she mm. wasn't self is what they, that she hadn't felt herself just before the mind meld. Um, they'd thought that that might be one of the, the reasons for her actions. Um, Sutra caresses Narek's now clean face. Yes, and that, 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 <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> Yep. So, you know, literally seconds of intercut action uh, to drive things forward. Soji begins to question the logic of killing Maddox or simply acting against logic and being out of character. So this is what we're talking about now. Suggesting it boils down to fear. fear logic and fear being opposites. Uh, yeah, Mar- I'm not sure. I don't think that's right. Not in the Merriam-Webster, I don't think. Uh, but um, maybe in the context of their discussion. Uh, whether or not they're opposites, uh, I don't know. Um, logic may eradicate fear to an extent. Uh, yeah. 
This is dealing yeah. with you look at what you know, don't you? And then you, yeah. In terms of inevitability of, of outcomes, but whether it's the opposite. Uh, but what if killing is the only way to survive? She asks rhetorically as Picard gets distinctly uncomfortable about mm. the whole. I think he can see the way this is going to go. <laughs> it's not going to end well. No. I have a bad, I have a bad feeling about uh, this. The thing is definitely <laughs> up. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, cut to Sutra. She releases Narek as her desire to kill him has been outweighed by, by her need of his services. So what do you think she needs him to do? Well, it's a bit of a twist on the opening, I think. She needs to get the Romulans to destroy her planet so that she can get the higher level synths to destroy organics. Provocation. She needs to create a provocation, which, yeah, yeah you're right. That is the inverse of the the opening, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Hmm. Uh, so that's the way I see her plan unfolding. Okay. Uh, and just as Soji is about to spill the beans about this plan to Picard, we hear a scream and they rush to find Inigo Sung holding the dead body of Saga with Narek gone, soon to be seen skipping towards the Borg cube down his it was. Path. It was a very weird kind of... It was a... A little skip or a hop or something. Almost borderline scuttle. Well, it, it was say. a bit Python-esque, I would it say. Was. <laughs> it was. It was. As he scuttled towards the cube. And what, what, where? Why is he going to... Here we go again. He's heading towards the cube. Why? Well... Why is he going there? Is that we, his way out? We could presume that his ship was destroyed. Right. Um... Or even if not, we could presume that the Borg cube is significantly more powerful uh, than his little vessel. Um, but of course, he doesn't know who he's going to meet on the cube. But we do. <laughs> we certainly uh, do. Yeah, or we hope he does. Um, so there's something happen- happening there as he as he heads off towards that cube. Um, so uh, I don't know whether the cube. Mm, I don't know what's going to happen with that. But yes, because he can't see. drive it, can he? There's only... Who could, they need Seven to drive it, don't they? They need a Borg. They do, but he could communicate, presumably, with, with the fleet. Because uh, they've got power. Of course. Of course. Long-range sensors, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Sutra speaks to her people to convince them to rise up against the approaching Romulans. Now that they understand the admonition and all it was telling them, this legion of higher synthetic beings just waiting on a summons from the destroyer to go and rescue the galaxy from evil Romulans. And that she's created this beacon to summon them when the time is right. Yeah. I just whisked it up. <laughs> yeah. I've been working on it for a while. You've, you've been wondering where I've been going for the last couple of weeks. I've created this beacon, which will... Uh, free us from the oppression of organics. Yes. It's all getting very dark. It is getting very dark. Does this kind of hint that it's not Soji that's the destroyer, it's Sutra? Unless they need Soji for some... something. Because they could have done all this without her. Yeah. All they were lacking was the provocation. Yeah. They said they didn't have ships, or they only had one and it got destroyed when beautiful flower um, uh, left yeah. their orbit. 
Yeah. So I don't know what their plan was, whether or not that was the, they left to create a provocation in order for Sutra to carry out her plan. Uh, uh, I don't know, because we still don't know why they took the only ship unless they were trying to escape and warn people. Well, uh, there is that, yeah. Sutra is the evil twin and Jana was the good one. Yeah, yeah. And who we still don't know about Beautiful Flower. We've not no, seen... So, oh, I'll save that for a moment. Okay. okay. <laughs> so everyone's going to get it if they can sort this beacon call out. A kind of a bat signal for synths. <laughs> Picard makes a valiant, if unbelievable, speech. I'm giving his Again. Over the last two decades, saying he'll speak on their behalf once he has them all safe. Uh, and as usual, there's lots of the word I in there. Um, I will be your voice. I will be an advocate. Um, so he's not really giving them the voice he said he would. It all seems to be about him again. Um, but not um, unexpectedly. Sung decides that no one will listen to Picard. Definitely listened to, to him for 20 years. Why would they start now? Yeah. So he gets placed under house arrest for fear that he will be able to undermine their conviction to act. And Soji agrees um, with Sutra's plan and speaks out against Picard, really, deciding that the fight is better to fight than flight. <laughs> if that, although, albeit grammatically incorrect. Yeah, I can see where you're going with that. That's but, fine. <laughs> now, Agnes avoids incarceration with Picard, saying that she's no threat and she feels at home. On the and they planet. go, yeah, that's absolutely fine, though. Just, yeah, yeah yourself. This is where I'm interested. So Sung says to trust Agnes as she's as close to a mother as the synths will ever know. But he's plotting something, surely, that yeah, needs well, her involvement. Yes, but I wonder if she is too. So Agnes joins in, suggesting that if she's allowed her freedom, she can help once it's over. She'll be around to help Sung's mind transfer. That's kind of the, the underlying idea, I guess. And in that way, the synths will have a mother and a father. Now, Sutra looks into her soul and believes her, but I don't know if we discussed this once before, the kind of um, Chris Rios uh, and Agnes. Agnes being, is that Latin for lamb? You know, yeah, to, uh, Greek, to this idea yeah, yeah. of sacrifice. You know, so there's a twist here coming where Agnes turns, double crosses them. She turns out to be the saviour of the human race. Whether or she's, not she, does she sacrifice herself? Does, the yeah, logic does, of sacrifice. Yeah, maybe that's the logic of sacrifice in the end that we've been building up towards. Because she has to make amends for killing Bruce, so yeah. she sees a way of redemption. Yeah. yeah, she couldn't give herself up because they didn't go to DS12, uh, took the detour. Yeah. Um, and so there'll be a way out of this for her in terms of her guilt. And it may just solve some of the other dilemmas uh, that we're faced with at the moment. Hmm, interesting. On board the Romulan vessel, hmm. and the fleet is twenty, still twenty-four hours from landfall. <laughs> and the planet. <laughs> be fair, Raffi, Raffi said a day or maybe two, so you know, okay. give her a bit of leeway. And the planet has minimal defences. Mm-hmm. And so it continues. And so it continues. You see, and I think that was a bit of an unsatisfactory. I mean, at least give me a cliffhanger. It was very, oh, OK, we know they're on the way. You you told us at the start of the episode that they're on the way. Yeah. But lots of questions from that one. 
Yeah, but we didn't expect it to end up as it did. We didn't expect to see Narek skipping down the path, Picard no. in prison, Agnes being the mother of all synths. <laughs> you know, so, the landscape is changing, I think. It is. So, the thing here is, where is it going to go next week? Well, I much prefer the slow dialogue pieces to the large fight sequences. Yeah, okay. Um, so, although it's almost inevitable there's going to be a large flotilla of Romulans arriving, mm-hmm. approximately 218 of them, <laughs> uh, and a fight will ensue, um, yes. I'm wondering if they can come to an arrangement whereby we don't have to have an extended fight sequence. Well, couldn't Seven just assimilate them all? That would be, well, now then. <laughs> hmm. If she jumped back into the Queen's nest. Yeah. And just took all those back onto the cube. How interesting. I wonder if... I mean, that was horrible for her to have to d- make that decision. Yeah. But maybe she... Can she... Mm, although she may not want to stop being Queen, she did come out of it before. Because so like Ann- Annika had still had work to do. Still had work to do. Maybe yeah. Annika's work is is coming up. Yes, maybe. And interesting if um, Rizzo thought she'd make a good Borg. I wonder what sort of Borg Narek would make. (laughs) Oh, he'll be just reserved to cleaning out the mechanical fluid or something. It'd be useless. (laughs) But he's a top quality spy who comes on board ships asking questions. Mm, Is he, though? No, not really. (laughs) You see, I have this other thought about Narek. Yeah. And we're still waiting to find out what happened to his brother. Mm-hmm. Um, has... Ha, who has... Who of our Motley crew has come face to face with Narek? Uh, has, has Rios come face to face with him yet? No, I don't think so. So, would he recognise him as Beautiful Flower? Ah. And is that why we've not seen Beautiful Flower? And that's why we don't know about Narek's brother? Because actually... Yeah. Narek is a twin. And his other twin was Beautiful Flower. Silence. Yeah. That's one of my wild conspiracy theories, but Yeah. Then you made me start to wonder about Narek and Rizzo and their mm-hmm. relationship as brother and sister. Because mm-hmm. twins wouldn't always have to be single gender to use a current earthbound yeah. binary. Correct. Although looking at the ones that we saw, I didn't see any that weren't identical twins, shall we say? No. No, but that doesn't mean right. No, it doesn't. That's correct. That is so correct. He could be the twin of beautiful flower. He could be. He could be a synth himself. Yes. And he might not know it because he's had his memories wiped with implanted with other things, the way Soji was. But with that, I've gone too far now. I'll stop. <laughs> I start to think, much as I like 
Michael Chavon, um, I wonder if our conversations are more convoluted. <laughs> and and it's just a lot. It's a lot more simple than that. The actual storyline. Yeah, I think there's going to be simplicity to all this in the end, <laughs> um, which will just make a mock of all our all our musings. Yeah. Oh, and God. on a on a different note, is Picard going to get better? I I don't know. I don't know. Um, because there's a you don't know how long he can continue. Well, how long he can continue? Presumably, it could continue into a second series. Um, yeah, which we know we're getting a second series, but surely you you couldn't have a second series where the first where the the titular character. Um, is is infirm to that degree all the way through because he'd then become especially with it being his brain he'd become an, an unreliable narrator and yeah. you wouldn't be able to trust anything and I don't think we know Picard's mortal but I don't want to see that no, so he has a heart that will go on forever yes yeah. Oh, no. No. What? What What have I said now? They're not going to golem him, are they? Well, this is the other thing, isn't it? <gasps> I've just thought that now. Is that where you were going before? Partly oh. going there, yes. So there's the golemization of Picard's... Side. Is that a word? <laughs> 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 yes. Yes. Uh, the other is... Some kind of, and you you won't like this at all, but oh. given Q's obvious love of Picard, yes, whether there isn't some kind of joyful union, uh, which which I think is the end of a series two, rather than end of series one, where um, Picard joins the Q continuum. Yeah, but he's turned that down so many times. I know, but but he never he never he was never this close to death. Wow. Wow. And then he adds another voice, you know, that reason and logic and the aspect of humanity that Q is always interrogating. Yeah. To that continuum. Wow. Mm. I kind of love that idea. And at the same time, I can't, I couldn't, for season two to be the Q universe, I'd just be... I wouldn't know what to do. Oh, knife edge. Yeah. The other one, the other thing, a thing I read was someone said, well, of course, Picard could go and they could rename the ship and the series is about the ship. Yeah. So La Serena becomes the Picard. Um, Because we do need, that's the other thing is, if we, why did we get all the Rioses if it's not going to actually mean anything? Now, if they have that over for season two, I'm fine about it. There was, they were like comic relief. They were like, they were like the mechanicals in the Shakespeare play, weren't they? Just, yeah. like, just needed a little bit of hilarity. And actually, I think there's more to them than that. And I think either that had to mean something more. Otherwise, it just was a bit of a shame, really. Yeah. How, how powerful would Seven as Borg Queen be? 
with Locutus. Oh! Oh! <laughs> we just make it up as we go along now. But you see, that would bring a lot of humanity to to the Borg. Can we say mm. that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe the two of them together. Yeah. To find all the higher synths. Yeah. Maybe Locutus has to make a return next week. Because they brought P- Picard on as Locutus to be the human facing or the the, ma- the the voice of the Borg to 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 Earth. That's I suppose to humans, didn't he? Yeah. To humanity. Oh. Um, wow. So there's three possible endings and beginnings for series two. Wow. Fine. Hello. Yeah. I should sit in this comfy chair more often. Oh, clearly it's having a good effect. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I'll be here next week for the last, well, yes, part two. Yeah, part two. Part two, episode nine. Very good. Right then. Yes. Let's uh, join us next week, as they say. Yes, let's let's. Same back time, same back channel. Um, <laughs> wow, I've I've I'm lost for words now. I have nothing to add to that. That's brilliant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. yeah. uh, let's draw ourselves to a conclusion, shall we? Indeed, indeed. So you can find us at, on Twitter at Kobashi Marie underscore and also at the Movie Isle. That's themovieisle.com. Um, you can listen back to previous episodes uh, of the podcast um, and hopefully we'll see you next week for the finale of season one and Brendan remember if you can't win change the conditions of the test this has been Kobashi Marie and we will see you next week bye bye goodbye